Hey everybody, this is Adam, the co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a heads up, we have switched our subscription service from ConnectPal to Patreon. If you've tried ConnectPal in the past and weren't happy with it, we totally understand. That's one of the reasons we switched. You can still get every episode of our podcast completely ad-free for just $5 a month on a platform that works on all of your podcast apps and phones and various gadgets. So head to patreon.com slash unpops, see what kind of stuff we have to offer. There's all kinds of good things. And uh, thanks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to What in the World, everybody! Hi, everybody. How's it going? Quincy, how have you been since we recorded last? Uh, let me see. I just... Let me see. We recorded that last week, and then I went to Vegas. Right. Killed a guy. Whoa, whoa. Ran from the cops. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was well, good. it happened in Vegas, so... It stays in Vegas. You're oh, fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it happened in Vegas, guys. You're, you're... The rules don't apply there. Have you ever been? It's, <laughs> have you seen the new... It's Thunderdome. Have you seen the Norm MacDonald special yet? I have Netflix? not. I want to check it out. It's so great. A good friend of mine, actually, uh, was the uh, one of the editors on that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Elise Golgowski. Very cool. Such, a, comic, yeah. such a good special. He's mm-hmm. actually got a bit about what Going happens Vegas. in Vegas stays in Vegas. Ah. And he's like, that's not true. You can't kill a guy and leave they'll come get you they'll bring you back they'll send you to jail <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny so what are we talking about today uh we are talking about perry perry ah uh, perry emmanuel macron it takes me back to the casbah to the ca- rock the casbah rocket it, man it's a clash song yeah the france just elected a new president thank god emmanuel macron he was elected over Marine Le Pen. One for the good guys, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sort of. We'll we'll, well get into well, it. Well, I mean, <sighs> better, better than, better, better than Marine Le Pen. But well, I mean, a a turd sandwich is better than a shit sandwich, but it's still kind of shitty, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's a lot. I get I get why people were so excited that this guy got elected mm-hmm. over over Le Satan. Pen. Yeah. yeah, it's like, do you want Elvira or do you want the Wicked Witch of the West? Well, they're both witches when you yeah. get down to it. Yeah, like, exactly. One just has a higher, nicer rack, you know. And we'll like we'll get into some of the. Uh, there's a lot to unpack when it comes to Emmanuel Macron. 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 But uh, yeah, he just won France's election. So this episode. Let's get to know our new French president. Getting to know... Well, we don't have a jingle or anything ready. Like No. You know how they like, getting to know your elected officials. Hey, hey, Emmanuel Macron. <laughs> We're going to enter that in Eurovision for France there next you year. Go. You're welcome, France. We Trump just, said we can. We just saved your country. Exactly. By yeah. winning Eurovision. Yeah. Enjoy your Eurovision award and all the trappings that come with it. Yeah, people kind of viewed Marine Le Pen as France's version of Trump, mm-hmm. which, especially when it comes to immigration and NATO and shit like that, wasn't too far off. Mm-hmm. But uh, she didn't win. She lost in a landslide to Emmanuel Macron, 39 years old, young guy. Young. Young guy. Strapping young lad. Yeah. Tell me if uh, this sounds familiar. 
businessman with a penchant for brokering huge deals between huge corporations. Oh, he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's 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 of the people. Oh, he's just a regular dude. Just a man. regular dude. He's he you know what? He's never been a politician, but his business making skills make him qualified to run a right. country. Right. Exactly. You Which, know? <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the thing. People I get why why we're excited Le Pen lost, but this guy's kind of Trump. Like he's just he's like a pro immigration Trump. It, it's basically like, honestly, if Trump hadn't won this election, Le Pen would have won her election. You oh yeah, for sure. And then like it's just whichever one came first, it was like the they had to pick the lesser of evils. But it's like ugh, they're both evil. Yeah, because one of the things while people are getting so excited about him winning, recent polls show forty three percent of French citizens voted for Macron solely out of opposition to Le Pen, which that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, been there. Yeah, yeah. Been there. We have, uh, there's an unsavory candidate running against a woman not a lot of people like. Uh. Mm. How's that going to shake out? Mm. But uh, only 24% voted for him because they supported his policies. Oh, because that's how you're supposed to pick your elected official. Like, the guy who you kind of agree with should yeah. win, you know? Yeah, whoever's the least worst, <laughs> which that that is kind of a lot of... Which is also a delicious uh, sausage. The least worst? <laughs> delicious sausage. Uh, they have... We'll go through some of the differences between he and Le Pen in a, in a minute, but uh, he's an independent centrist candidate, head of the Amosh movement, or Amosh. onwards, and uh, yeah, won by landslide May 7th. But here's here's some other uh, unfortunate things. He's the former minister for economy to former French president Francois Holland, who was hugely unpopular because of his uh, financial policies. So this guy that they just elected wrote a lot of the policies that made... That everybody hates. The last po- last president so you, unpopular. You, you, you mean to tell me that a businessman who does terrible business... Yeah. Is now an elected official? That's never I know, happened before. I know. It's nuts. What? It's insane. Not in this country. Now nah, we would never allow We would like never that to let it happen here. But where are we talking about? France? <laughs> <laughs> France. They'll go for it. Like I said, he's got a lot in common with Trump. For one thing, his labor policies are awful. Way more in line with Reagan, basically, or mm-hmm. Trump. He wants to this is the way he puts it, eliminate the red tape and bureaucracy involved in operating a business, which that means deregulation, which same thing we're doing here. Yep. That's that's the code word, which is make it easier for people to yeah, work. I, I, look, he's got friends who can't just go get money out of the bank like they want to. Right. Or can't, you know, abuse workers and pay below minimum wage and dump coal into into streams like they got it it's got you got to make it easy for these rich guys it's keeping france down yeah is what it's doing the cheese industry is just you know because you can't use bad milk yeah boom Which, let's deregulate this cheese man when did bad milk ever hurt anybody <laughs> never caused any problems he also wants to counter the influence of the country's still powerful trade unions which again before you get too excited about le pen losing this he's, guy isn't he's great. Not, he wants to fuck with the uh, EU. Yeah. EU and NATO and EU. NAFTA and whatever. Remember EU? EU. DC go-go band? Doing the bot. Aye. 
Sexy, sexy. Good song. Uh, I think that's why that's why everybody wants to pull out of it because they think that that's what the EU is. It's like, yeah, EU is running things. Whoa, I didn't even like that song. No, they're still around. That's crazy. We're, gi- we're giving that band how much money every year in royalties? What? And they've never won Eurovision. <laughs> Unfair. He also wants to cut uh, corporate taxes by a ton, which is another thing Trump wants to do, and also is way into cutting government spending, mostly at the expense of programs that benefit poor people. Oh, well, I mean, if, if you, look, if you don't want to be poor, you shouldn't be poor. That's just the rule. Right. So you don't need programs if you're poor. You yeah. need to not be poor. Duh. Yeah, the government doesn't make you poor. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do, just not like actively, just yeah, like yeah. the back, back room machinations all, look, and things. You, but good people don't smoke weed, and rich people aren't born poor. So that's exactly. your fault. Yeah, it's all your fault. I learned that in, on, on watching Fox News. <laughs> one, one thing that is interesting, he favors a hard Brexit approach to dealing with the U.K., because the U.K., a lot of people, you know, they voted to leave the European Union. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are pushing for a soft Brexit, where they would still kind of be trade partners. And I like a good soft pretzel. <laughs> nice soft Brexit. Mm. Delicious. Moist. A little sea salt. You ever had Dan- Danger Van Gorder makes pretzels? Really? They're fucking amazing. Really? Really good. Okay. Got to get some Danger pretzels. Yeah. He'll, uh, we'll, we'll make him come over and make some. <laughs> I made some here once. It was, it was an event. It okay. was so fucking good. Very cool. But uh, he wants to. He wants a hard Brexit, mm. where after the UK leaves, they get no benefits of being members of the European Union. Which the the soft Brexit, they would still kind of stay in for some things, mm. like mostly like uh, market related, but would be out otherwise. And he says, "Nah, that's French for no, right? Nah." It sounds like it. Mm. Again, dialects on point, mm. sir. Every time you do one, it's Thank like, you. I, I feel like I'm transported there. Well, that's that's part of when I talk about how busy I am. <laughs> I spend 15, 16 hours a week just just coming up with the French dialects there that I go. use on this show. There you go. Yeah. Just for you listeners, you you know what? Send him a thank you note. Send Adam Todd Brown your thank yous for Would it kill it you people to send us something for once? <laughs> My God. People send us so much stuff. It's great. It's awesome. It's really good. We love you guys. We really do. So yeah, that's all. That's all really interesting. Let's let's talk about the differences between he and Marine Le Pen. Well, easy. One has a dingle, and exactly. one has a boing boing. So <laughs> a boing boing. That's what we call them when you're look at your boing boing. <laughs> Go wash your boing boing. Don't play with your boing boing. Show me a boing boing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? what? No. Whoa, no. whoa. This Show is... me a boing boing. <laughs> this just got weird. <laughs> Brought to you by Intensity Eagle. <laughs> boing boing blueberry coming to you soon. <laughs> a division of Black Pete Crunch. So they, uh, what, what a lot of people said is like, these two are very similar. Immigration is one thing they very much disagree on. And the free market also is another thing that they're way far apart on but they're they're not that far apart on everything yeah like they have some they have some very similar views they at, at this point it's just a difference in numbers right they they want to uh so like i said macron wants to lower the corporation tax to 25 mm-hmm. percent 
mm-hmm. from 33%. Make it easier on my rich friends, man. He's got business interests. He's a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> he um good at business. Good at business. Good at business. business. <laughs> uh, Macron, uh, one of the things he, uh, or, or one of the things Le Pen wants to do is introduce something called intelligent protectionism, which would uh, favor French firms in public sector contracts. She's uh, very much about workers not being able to come to France and from work other, there. Don't come from other countries trying to you know work how dare right, you right how dare you show up here with a work ethic and that in that she's just talking about other european e- other eu countries mm-hmm. basically because they have a the way the eu works it's almost like the united states mm-hmm. where you know we're a big country but we can go to any state yeah. without crossing borders or worrying Except about for alabama or i'm sorry i was just talking about myself personally <laughs> i it's very difficult for me to drive through alabama comfortably it really is did i tell you about the show i did in alabama Mm-mm. that had a historic colored entrance whoa hey now like they celebrated it hey now like, this is where we used to discriminate against black people look look take a save picture. it forever mom, mom look at me i'm in this interest take a picture <laughs> I would never walk through here. It's crazy. <laughs> it's uh, it was so weird. It was uh, I forget the name of the place. I want to say the Lyric Theater. It was in Birmingham. Yeah, I, uh, downtown Birmingham. I once drove through uh, the South because I used to live there, and I sat down in a diner, and you could tell that no one black ever sat at the sat at the counter. Like oh. in, even in that town, it was like two thousand and seven, I think two thousand and six, and it was just like one of those things where. It's not understood, like it's not talked about, but nobody does it. So when right. I walked in and sat down, everybody was like, "Why are you sitting there?" Yeah, that's felt nuts. uncomfortable very quickly. Yeah, I uh, my mom is from a town in Wisconsin called Edgerton, mm-hmm. and we w- went there a bunch when I was. I mean, she still li- she lives there again now, but we went there once when I was a kid. Uh, just we were visiting family, and we went to a town called Janesville, which is a little bit bigger town in Wisconsin but also used to be a huge KKK stronghold. Mm. And we went to an antique shop that was selling vintage Klan literature, Okay, which was uncomfortable. And, uh, oh, I forgot the whole best part about this. I had a friend with me named Breon, Mm -hmm. uh, not a white dude. Not a lot of white Breons in the world. I wonder if there's any. (laughs) A white Breon? A white Breon. Because I've met met a couple white Dions, and I'm always like, still? (laughs) Really? Your last name Washington? It's crazy, but yeah, Dion Greenberg. <laughs> but I've never met a white Breon, <laughs> and uh, the Breon with me was not white either. And we went to first. We saw the Klan literature, and we were like, "Okay, we should get the fuck out of here." We went to a sporting goods store just mm-hmm. to like look at shoes and shit. And one of the employees walks over to the other one and, like, sort of whispering, but also loud enough mm-hmm. that we could hear him, uh, says to the other employee. Are you going to be okay? I know how you get when they're around. It's like, motherfucker. And this was like 93, like so longer ago, but still not a time when you'd expect shit to be like that. Yeah. So I imagine there's areas in the South that are still, because now Janesville's like fine, but I bet there's still areas in the South that are Janesville in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Just watch any report where they're still trying to fight for the. To, to wave the Confederate flag. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's one of those places. Yeah. Now, one of the things that Macron and Le Pen disagree on, which I kind of 
after reading about Macron, am leaning towards maybe Le Pen is is right on this. He wants to uh, allow companies in France flexibility on the 35-hour work week, which France has a 35-hour work week instead mm-hmm. of a 40-hour work week. And it's like a huge source of pride there. They're like, we don't work too hard. And we relax and drink wine. Drink the wine. The baguettes. Hmm. And uh, he wants to give companies the flexibility to get rid of the 35-hour work week, but extra hours worked above that would be free of social security deductions, which that's that's the part where he's fucking with unions, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, because Marine Le Pen just wants to keep the 35-hour work week. Well, it just depends, because it's like he's saying, be flexible on it, but your overtime won't be touched. So if you work harder... You get the bonus. I agree with that in principle just because now you're saying if I work more than my required hours, you're not going to be taking money right. from me, which is, you know, it's a good thing. But it's also allowing for people who don't want to work to not have to work. Right. And the the thing is, when he says flexibility, does he mean uh, people who work at that particular place can still do 35 hours a week if they want? Or, or can they, also do more, or, or are they required? Oh yeah, because also, and and that's where that that you know what's under the under the read the fine print. Does that mean that companies can now not give you your thirty five hours, and they won't be penalized either? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, who knows now? Because that's the thing. Like, if you work in, for example, out here in Los Angeles, the standard work week is forty hours. But if you work a forty hour week at any company, they have to give you insurance. Right. So everybody hire is allowed to hire everyone as a part time worker. Yeah. They will work you for thirty nine hours. A yeah. Week, but won't work you for forty because the minute you hit forty, they have to pay for it, which is bullshit. Right. And but you know they let them get away with it. Yeah, it's it's a thing we could fight if we still had unions <laughs> in this country, <laughs> and that's that's why when I hear that he wants to like counter union influence, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like. I mean, Marine Le Pen's still a monster. Yeah. But. I feel like on this, this she's probably. I guess I would lean more toward her. These do t- seem like two very terrible candidates. So, I, I I can sympathize with what France is going through right now. And the reason I should mention this: the reason we're still comparing what these two believe is their uh, electoral system or their system of government isn't that much different from ours. Mm-hmm. In that, even if you're not the president, if your party can control in this case, Parliament or House and Congress here, mm-hmm. or House and Senate here, uh, you're still pretty good. Yeah. You, you can either, even if you can't get shit done, you can stop, you can stop the, the other, other party, party from, from getting, getting shit, shit done. done. Yeah. And with how unhappy people were, it seemed like just having to vote for this guy to not vote for Marine Le Pen, in a month, their parliamentary elections happen. And so she immediately after losing just turned her attention to winning a majority in Parliament. Mm-hmm. And she might still do that. Yeah. So it's it's worth still keeping her like she's still in a factor. Mind. It's not it's not like she uh you know lost and did a, pulled a disappearing act like Hillary for three months, right? Like she lost and was just like, oh no, I'm still going to be in power in some way, shape, or form. Here's how I'm going to do it, right? And one of the other things that really defines uh, these two in in terms of their their differences. Macron really wants to build up the European Union, mm-hmm. which is opposite of what Trump types and Le Pen seem to want, which mm-hmm. is kind of 
backing out of traditional alliances and treaties and just kind of being more of an isolationist type place. Whereas uh, that's what Le Pen wants to do in France. Macron wants to strengthen the European Union. He wants to give the Eurozone a separate budget, finance minister, and parliament, uh, and basically make it, I don't know, kind of a separate government. Mm -hmm. Like at that point, I think what he's proposing would go even further toward making the European Union basically the European states of America. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the United States of Europe. Why did I say the United, the European states of America? Oh, you know we're why. We're coming for we're you. We're coming for you, we baby. We are coming for you, motherfuckers. Oh, we're going to take, we're going to flip those fiats over, bitches. <laughs> but what he's proposing would basically set up a European Union government, mm -hmm. which would be representative of all the, the countries, but it would uh, sort of loom over the other member states. And Marine Le Pen wants nothing to do with that. And this is where things get really sticky. The EU single market. Mm. That's, the, that's the mechanism that allows you to, if, if you live in a European Union country, you can go to any other European Union country and work Open borders. and get a job. Yeah. yeah. And she wants to pull out of that. Uh, and... I'm strongly against pulling out, guys, by the way. If there's <laughs> one thing you learn from this podcast today, Quincy Johnson, strongly against pulling out. Strongly against. <laughs> she wants to to pull out of that. Uh, Macron, when uh, Brexit negotiations happen, he wants to insist that the single market rules apply fully to all trade partners. Yeah. So basically, the UK, what they want, that's, that's the thing they wanted out of was the single market, which allows people to come there and work. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, fine, you can leave the European Union, but you have to stay in the single market part, which at that point, you, you, why even leave, why leave the European, the Union? European but Union? That also strengthens, in terms of, like, say Brexit happened, they actually do it, they get out, they still want to be able to make a French. They still want to have power to go in there and create capital. Right. Because they right. can bring that back to France. If you're not allowed to go into Britain anymore, you're cutting off a major source of money and trade with it. Even, even if they're out of the European Union, you're, that's all new renegotiations he doesn't want to have to deal with. Yeah. So. Yeah. He does, he's so strict on it. Like there are some people who also want London to be able to negotiate deals with other countries mm -hmm. separate from the UK because London is like the financial center of Europe. And Macron's like, nah, if you're out of the EU, you're, you're out. out. Which every time I'm out, they pull me back in. Which on that point, I'm kind of with him. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, if you're out, you're out. Fucking that, sort you, it out, Theresa you May. Made, you made your bed, now fucking lie in it, bro. Yeah, no shit. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of their differences center around borders and immigration. The Yeah, she wants to suspend all legal immigration restore border controls and then limit immigration to 10,000 annually. And he has a more open policy where basically being fluent in French would be the main qualification for which that's still the strangest thing about the French as a people. Up until this point, they are very strict. They've always been strict on what language they allow into their lexicon, what they allow to be trans like what they you know, it's like it's like France first, and I get that, but it's weird because that is such a prehistoric way of thinking, right? That you're saying if you move to my country, you have to speak my language, 
and you have to embrace my culture or you need to leave. Come on, man. Yeah. That's that's bullshit. Like I get your country, your your pride and you, yeah, you can have that. But you also have to realize people are evolving and minds are expanding. You can't just sit back and go, "Well, you still got to speak French." Yeah. Yeah, it's Are you a doctor? Are you a doctor that can save lives? Oh, what, what you don't know anything don't about French, French culture? Yeah. You don't like wine and cheese, bitch? Yeah. You can't practice here. Yeah, and it's it's like people can embrace a culture and still have a culture of their own. Mm-hmm. And that's what France really doesn't allow. Like once you become French, you're just French. Yeah. Like you don't you don't get to identify as anything else. You get all the rights that French people get. It's 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 sort of a it's not gentrification, but it's sort of like a reverse gentrification where it's like we're going to make you us. Right. You well, have to be. There's it's a very secular government. Mm-hmm. Like which is fine. Like most I feel like governments should be secular entities. You don't want a government centered around one basic religion, which is what people think we have here. Uh yeah, National Day of Prayer, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when the way France does it, like it's really dehumanizing. It doesn't like give you any like if you come to France, and you want to live in France, you basically give up your past, mm-hmm. which there's no reason for that. It's absolute. There's no reason. I get that. Like one of their things, they they have, you know, uh, they worry about cultural traditions mm-hmm. and that, you know, people are going to come bring Muslim traditions to France. And, you know, it, it's one thing if you're talking about genital mutilation or something like that. Like, yeah, clamp down on that. But <laughs> clamp down on it. <laughs> hey. <Right. laughs> but they don't it's so extreme there. It's it's such a weird sort of equality there mm-hmm. where we're all equal but only in the way the government wants us to be. Yeah, we're only you, we're all equal and as long as we tell you we're equal. Right. You don't it's not like you're you're equal just, you know, by nature as it should be. It's like, no, you gotta follow these rules and if you do everything correctly, then you're equal to us. And yeah. we'll be fine with that. And I don't get the especially from a terrorism standpoint, I don't get the make sure everyone can speak the language. I want terrorists standing out in as many ways as possible. I never saw it coming. He spoke fluid French. Yeah. I want him to say something and then hold up a screen that says bomb. <laughs> I'm like, no, get the get him. Get him. He's up to some shit. But like if everyone's just speaking fluent English, then you really don't know where the threats are coming from. <laughs> oh, they're so. coming from the White House. <laughs> yeah, that's the threats are coming from inside the house, guys. <laughs> Duh. So yeah, they they definitely they have their differences. One and, of And the thing the again with Le, Le Pen being baby lady Trump, deport any foreign any foreigner who has a criminal record. Right. Just automatically. Right. It's just like, again, there are people who have traffic tickets or yeah. a speeding violation or, uh, oh, did you see? I didn't even uh, get a chance to talk to you about this. Did you see that in Georgia? I believe it's in Atlanta or somewhere. In, in, no, it's not in Atlanta. It's in a, a little small part of Georgia. They have, quote unquote, trained police officers to visually recognize if someone is under the influence of marijuana. What? So a cop can, a state trooper can pull you over ask you if you're okay, give you a field sobriety test. If Even if you pass it, they can say, I sense that you have been using marijuana, and they can arrest you on the spot. That's nuts. 
God, the South is gross. You have a you will be given a DUI, and then you will have to fight to prove that you weren't smoking weed. If a cop, if if a weed whisperer says no, he he had weed in his system. And the thing about weed, which really makes me nervous when it comes to like drunk driving and things like that, Mm -hmm. is weed stays in your system for like a month. Yeah, like if you smoke a blunt two weeks ago, it's still going to be in your system if you get pulled over. Yep. And then people will be like, oh, he had drugs in his system. It's like, no, not really. He had an active cannabinoid. Yeah, and that's not the same as being high. And if you, and again, if that's now a problem because if a cop pulls over someone who's Hispanic or someone who's Haitian or someone who's Muslim in some, from another country, and they go, oh, I think you were smoking weed, you now have yeah. a criminal record. Yeah, exactly. What did I do wrong? I've never smoked weed a day in my life. No, I thought you, I, I think you've been smoking weed. You now are eligible for deportation. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. It took one lady six months to get her record cleared. Damn. She had to, she had to pay lawyers and go to court back and forth for six months to prove that she had never smoked weed because uh, it was uh, such bullshit. And for weed, too. Yeah, man. Who cares about weed? Well, good people don't smoke it. That's just what yeah. we learned uh, from Jeff Sessions. You know, we good people don't smoke weed. It's not like they're out there all smoking that uh, nonsense I bought the other day that I was telling <laughs> that you about. nonsense. I bought, yeah. I just, people listening at that's home. That's the name of the weed. It's called nonsense. It's, I nonsense bought this, OG. I bought this vaporizer pen, and the weed in it is called lobster butter. Mm. And it's an indica that is close to 90% THC, which, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Regular weed, baby. regular weed hovers around the twenty percent mm-hmm. mark. Good weed, thirty percent. The yeah. lemon meringue, thirty three. That lemon meringue, oh, is good. so good. good stuff. Thirty three percent. You're smoking ninety percent. Yeah, I. It's. <sighs> I've had it for a few days, and it looks like it's brand new. Because <laughs> like just a little bit, and you're you're set. Yeah, like you're set for it's the night. Time. But uh, okay, so yeah, we'll we'll get back to another. Big difference between Macron and pretty much everyone else running for office in France uh, in a second. Mm-hmm. But first, let's talk about that wife of his. Uh-oh, wifey. Hey, boo. That is a shocking story that people would lose their fucking minds over in the United States. His wife is named Brigitte Macron. Mm. Age, hey, hey, hello, Brigitte. Age 64. Fucking gross. <laughs> right? <laughs> 24 years older than him. I mean, but uh, Helen Mirren can still get it. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I'd hit that. Yeah. I'd hit that. I just watched Fast 8 at home this morning. She yeah. can get it. I should, I should also clarify this uh, This part of the podcast. We had the idea for this. of Ashley Bess, once hey, again. Ashley, welcome back. Uh, Shouts out for the uh, suggestion. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, Big Meek. Who is a uh, our resident Trump supporter fan? I think I'm Big Meek, <laughs> Larry Hoover, <laughs> whipping work. He also uh, sent Hard in rock, hallelujah. a tip about the next thing that okay. we're going to talk about. But uh, thanks to both of them for contributing to this. Uh, so let's talk about Brigitte Macron. Okay, uh, 24 year age gap met when she was his drama teacher. He was fifth. Years old oh, at the it's, time. It's different rules over there, you know. Yeah, like, they, I suppose. They, in, in 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 embracing French culture, you got to get your dick wet when you're young. <laughs> you know, that's part of the rules. Got to fuck a teacher if you want to be <laughs> nationalized in France. Is what we do. 
Everything stays with my drama teacher. <laughs> I got an A. He was in classes with uh, her daughter also, and his parents mm. could tell that he was really into someone at school. Thought it was the daughter. And they assumed it, it was the daughter. Mom. Turned out it was Brigitte. And uh, how great is this? When his parents found out, they asked her to stay away from him until he was 18, and she said, I can't promise anything. That man was laying pipes, sir. Man. Slaying. 15-year-old <laughs> slinging dick. So well. she would have been 39. So mm-hmm. she was his age when they met. Yeah. Imagine if he met a 15-year-old now and was like, oh, I'm Don- going to marry this one instead. You mean Donald Trump? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty much. I mean, that's what all the watching teen change and Miss Teen USA pageants, that's what he was doing. Just a reverse Le Pen. What a fucking creep. A reverse Macron. Macron. His, uh, her stepdaughters are, uh, or his stepdaughters, who are... His age, yeah. Here we go. His stepdaughters, her daughters, uh, one of them being the girl he was in class with mm-hmm. at, way back at the age of 15, huge supporters of his campaign. So I guess that's good. At least the kids aren't weirded out. But uh, I guess it's different. Like if, if mom brings home a dude who's 25 years younger... But also the president of France. You're like, all right, I guess this is cool. But if he was just like still doing drama stuff, they'd be like, this is the weirdest fucking thing, mom. What are you doing? She believes in his talent. You know, maybe that's it. Just, every, everybody's just one hit away, man. You know, yeah. one commercial gig. Boom. He can take off. It could, it could happen for you, Macron. He uh, so she resigned from her teaching job after he became the economy minister. Yeah, Holland? he had to keep her away from other 15-year-olds. <laughs> he knows her type. You think I'm going to... If I know you're a drug addict, God am I going to leave you in a room tank. full of cocaine? No, I'm going to get you away from what you're addicted to. She likes the young boys. Right? She, uh, she's been his trusted advisor ever since. Yeah, she has. So mm. this, this means she was still teaching until very recently. <laughs> so in France, fucking a 15-year-old student doesn't get you fired as no. a teacher. No, I guess you pat it on the back. Right, right. Because you molded it. Look, if she hadn't have slept with that 15-year-old, you think he'd be fucking president right now? No. Probably not. Probably That's not. That's the next Disney movie we write. Uh, we old, should, lady, uh, old lady sleeps with a young kid, and he ends up uh, becoming famous. We should uh, elect that fucking weirdo Mary Kay Letourneau was banging. Remember? They're still together. Oh, yeah. They're in love. After she got out of jail. Yeah. they. She went to jail, got out. They are still... You know what? Trump's going to... Trump's gonna, and you know uh, what? He still looks really young. Yeah, he does. Probably because he was 12 when they met, but still, still looks got great. that little weird mustache <laughs> thing on the side because he's like, I'm a man. I got to Somehow still in high school. Like, what the fuck, dude? You're you know, 25. He, he, he could never finish school after she was, he was just too emotionally distressed. Too distraught. And yeah. Distraught. I can see that. But uh, it, that's a weird Christmas, like a weird Christmas story. Like he, we need to show Macron a version of his life had he been sleeping with a daughter instead. He'd oh be, yeah, he'd just be a happy, non-racist, non-political, non-politician, and just living a normal life. Boring. Oh my God, who wants that? Yeah, nobody wants that. You mean I could be president if I bang this old lady? Take me back, Jiminy, and then you know, because <laughs> somehow Jiminy Cricket's involved and he has time travel powers. I'm look. We're not going to discuss we the, don't, the yeah, plot we don't right have now. To. We're just coming up with things right now. We you don't know, have to hash it out. We haven't even. What, what's what's our recipe hmm. for this week? Do they even have food in France? I don't think so. Oh, French fries. Fries. French fries. fries. Duh. Get you get a bag. Get a bag. bag. Get a from bag. From the grocery store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pour them on a pour them on a tray. Stick them in the oven uh, for ten minutes more than whatever it says on the bag. Otherwise, yeah. they'll be cr- Three, soggy and gross. Three fifty. Three fifty. Crispy. 
Very crisp. You want them crispy. You want them crispy. Turn the turn them over halfway what if, through. What if you met a psychopath who liked a soggy fry? Mm, no, that's you can't weird. trust that. I can't trust that's you. Weird. I don't mind a soggy fry mixed in with my crispy fries. It's okay. like a nice change, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want just a thing of soggy fries. What are your What are your thoughts on the curly? I'm a big fan of the curly fry because I'm a big fan of Arby's. Okay, and Arby's they um. have the meats, <laughs> as their commercials say. So let's talk about the the last thing I want to talk about in terms of Macron. And this is a thing that seems to be worrying people a lot, which is he is there's there there have always been kind of conspiracy theories and rumors and fears that at some point the European Union would form their own army. Mm. Which I get I mean cash money is an army. It, they are. Or a navy. Or a navy. You yeah. Know. Depending on didn't he say that? I mean, No Limit was an army. No I, the European Union deserves its chance no to drop limit. bars. No Limit was like the friendster of New Orleans rap. <laughs> like, it seemed like they were just going to dominate forever, and then another group came in and were like, no, we can actually rap, though. So Yeah, we're actually talented. Yeah, we're so we're just going to, we'll handle it. Yeah. You, you go uh, become a sports agent. <laughs> Negotiate the worst deal of all time for Ricky Williams. Was it Master P? That was Master P? Yeah. Boy, did he negotiate a bad deal for Ricky Williams. All incentives. Anyway, we're getting off track a little bit, Sorry, I guess. So one of the things Macron wants to do, bring back the draft. Uh-oh. He wants compulsory military service for uh, people age 18 to 21 in France, which sounds crazy, but they just got rid of that in 1996. So... It's it's not not that it's, it's, unheard it's of. It's very strange that every leader who's running for office lately is on the kick of we need to win wars. Yeah, and he really is. Like he's super duper. Yeah, on that track. And I mean, to, in his defense, the mandatory military service would be one month mm-hmm. uh, at some point between the age of eighteen to twenty one. Which I mean, people can survive that. That's fine. But it also means that if there's an actual war. And you have conscription in place. And then you're getting fucking drafted. Mm -hmm. But uh, he vowed during his campaign to strengthen France's overseas operations against Islamist militants in the Middle East and Africa, face Russia's military affirmation, the United States' unpredictability, Mm. and the militarization of terrorism that was leading to acts of war on home soil. So he's basically saying, we can't trust anybody right now. We need to build up our own shit, which the development of another world superpower is troubling. But also, can you blame him? Like, Europe has been, they they haven't, Europe hasn't invested shit in their defense spending since 2006. And it's because they've always relied on us to keep them safe. And with Trump coming in office and being like, you know what? Fuck NATO. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll pull out of that. Yeah. It's like, I get that people might be concerned about it, but why wouldn't this guy try to just form his own alliance instead of saying, oh, well, you're the United States. I guess we we'll do, do whatever what you, you do. Yeah, he was, tired of, he was tired of just France being the butt of every joke. Yeah. Like yeah. every movie and cartoon you've ever seen, when there's like a, a war scenario, France always gives up immediately. Right. And it's like, we're tired of this. We're going to, we got bombs. So his, uh, and they do. Use <laughs> mm. And they do. We just talked about that mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is a quote from Macron. The current period is a turning point comparable to the Cold War, but this time we are entering an era of extreme turbulence, 
a new era of conflicts. So he that is, we're going to create, by the way. It's yeah, not probably. Like, it's not like the conflicts are just looming and we're just waiting for them to happen. It's like, no, we're going to make these conflicts a thing in the political side. And then that way we'll have we will need what we need it. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. It's like he's kind of just vowing to uh, like, especially the Africa thing. No one ever talks about terrorists coming out of Africa. Mm-hmm. But I get I mean, with France, it's probably a closer proximity. Like, uh, but. I, I get nervous when any politician starts talking about Africa. Yeah. Because that that's like, have you seen The Man in the High Castle? Yep. Where they just casually go, we enslaved Africa. And everyone high fives. Well, they don't high five. But they're just like, yeah, he was the guy who helped us enslave Africa. And everyone's just like, eh, that's what happens in war. Like, there, there's no, I don't know. I could like I could see France fucking colonizing part of Africa. But or it's some like shit. I don't I don't even know if they want to colonize anymore. They just want to eradicate because you're not yeah. you're not gonna be able to enslave a country. No, in 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 this modern era, like no. the, you have to scorch the earth. Yeah, and then just take especially over. not a country with all those child soldiers. Yeah, again, they got all the guns. We gave them to them. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, guys. You are welcome. But yeah, he is hugely committed to the European Union uh, to the point that some people fear he wants to start a EU army. Yeah, he wants to start an EU government and an EU army. Yeah, and he wants to be on the forefront of it. That way, he can remain in power for a very long time. Yeah, which I mean, it's it's smart on mm-hmm. his part to start trying to form his own alliances. I guess it's uh, concerning for sure. But uh, like I said, defense spending by EU governments fell. It's fallen by one third since 2006. And they are mostly, as we mentioned in the nuclear uh, arsenal episodes also, very reliant on the United States for their Mm -hmm. protection. So, I mean, it makes sense that he wants to to break away from that. But the thing is, when Trump came into office, he unnerved a lot of people by suggesting we might pull out of NATO, which is the, you know, that's the body that we use to keep Europe safe, basically, and protect our allies. But this is basically him teaming up with Germany, which is a huge uh, power. They don't have nuclear weapons, but France does. And basically teaming up with Germany and all of the other EU states to basically form another version of NATO, mm-hmm. which is the which would be the EU army. And what he's done in the name of making that happen is he's proposed a plan where EU states would pool their money together uh, and that money would be used to fund joint military operations, which at that point you are kind of an army. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you have uh, a bunch of weapons and a bunch of money to spend on operations using those weapons and there's someone overseeing you, you're a fucking army. And so if that goes through, that uh, obviously makes a lot of people nervous it uh he's also not unfriendly with russia so like the last the last thing anyone needs is russia and the fucking european union teaming up like that would be as long as there's a goddamn trade. you know that's the thing you, you, you yeah keep the, you keep he's huge on open. free trade keep yeah the free trade open so you keep those relationships and it's like by the way we can also pull the money and use that gdp part of the gdp to fund defense right and it's, you know, it, it's kind of troubling, but also, who, like I said, who can blame him? Like, it's, if your biggest ally, the most powerful fucking country in the world, is hinting that they might not... Have, they, well... Might not help out. Also, 
if Russia is doing as much as they have been doing to undercut the government in this country, they are trying to position themselves to be the most powerful country in the world. You want to be in their good graces. Right, right, for sure. If you're listening, Putin, we love your hair. Yes, yes. We know, we know you're listening. And your horse pictures. <laughs> Every picture of you on a horse is better than the one before it. But what's interesting, he wants to increase French defense spending to be 2% of GDP by 2025, which is what Trump was wanting from all of the NATO countries. Mm-hmm. But what Macron is basically proposing is doing that, giving Trump what he wants, spending 2%, but in a way that would make them not reliant on the United States. Mm-hmm. So that, I like I get that Trump's, uh, as Samir said, Trump's tough talk worked. I get that people started ponying up more money, but if this is the result of it, it's not that great. Because then, then is it going to be NATO fighting the fucking European Union? At some point, that'd be a cool war. Hmm. I, I kind of want to watch that. But yeah, this guy is uh, unprecedented defense spending under Macron. He is all about building up their uh, their yep. military by 2025. They want to invest all of this money in it. There's, there's and, nothing better for business in any country than a war. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. sure, death is bad, but business is good. And we're about making money, man. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty pretty intense. We'll see how that unfolds. But other than that, the how new come, French president sounds great. How come nobody like? How come there are no non supervillains in politics anymore? What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You can't like we talk about all the time. Australia is really hard on immigration, mm-hmm. but that's a place where you're not going to get the anti-immigrant guy out of office and puts put a pro-immigration person in. Everyone's against it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all these kind of, they have their own reasons, obviously. But is there it's a, a weird time. Is there a fun world leader right now? I mean, I would say Trudeau, but... Uh, yeah, I don't trust he, I don't, Trudeau. He's, he's shifty as fuck, man. Yeah. He's all about... He wants the DLP pipeline and all... You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. He's... I don't know. Like, I... Uh, no. I can't think of no, one. I cannot no, think of one. You know? There there are no fun and world you know what's leaders even right worse. Now. You know what's even worse? When you put him like in ranking of terrible, like with Duterte and Putin, Macron and Trump are like low tier scary. Yeah. Yeah. As terrifying as they are, they are low tier scary compared to like Putin drugging and poisoning people and Jesus yeah. Christ. But uh yeah, this was uh this was a fun episode. I hope people Learn some things about Macron. Just always remember, the the non-Trump candidate isn't the best candidate. Sometimes it's just the non-Trump candidate yeah. is shitty, too. And you, the lesser of two evils is the worst thing on the planet. But nobody who's not a supervillain wants to run for office because we know how full of crap it is. We should uh, run for office. I mean, we should become supervillains first. No, no. We're going to just do the, the nation of unpops. We're going we're gonna to oh, yeah, make our right. own sovereign nation. Yeah, we got to get that Eurovision song put yeah. together. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna change the world. We really are. All right, this was fun. We should get out of here. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, guys. Once again, every Wednesday, Hollywood Hotel hilarity. We will have Adam Todd Brown on very soon. So Please be on do. the lookout for that. And also, uh, first Friday of every month, PUI. Let's do some substances. Let's have some fun. Is that that's still at the Hollywood Hotel? Mm-hmm. Nice. Such a fun show. Uh, we uh, now that will have passed by now. Uh, June 9th, Darkest Hour, Santa Monica, Westside Comedy Theater, 11.30 p.m. Jack Knight is headlining. That's always fun. I think Joe DeRosa might drop in. Okay, nice. That'll be a fun show. 
Um, and, you know, subscribe on Patreon. $5 a month. You get all our podcasts. 10 episodes a week. 12 and a half cents an episode. 12 and a half cents. For 12 and a half cents a day, you can feed a starving Quincy cocaine. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Just yes. 12 cents. <laughs> 12 cents, guys. For less than you pay to call your meth dealer, <laughs> you can listen to an episode of Unpops. There it is. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. This was a lot of fun. Quincy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.